Bookcore Press coming at you. I'm with Gabe Goldstein. Hey guys. This is Noah Estor, producer Matt in the studio. As always, episode three. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback from our first Spotify drop a month or so ago. Hopefully this one is as successful. Hit that following button. Click that follow. Apparently it's going to help us a lot. The ads, the ad curiosity is already rolling in. Producer Matt is fending them off left and right. Um, so continue with the follow, I think, helps with that, probably. We actually got some segments we're going to do today, Gabe. A little bit Big more day. organized, maybe, than usually. Usually we just kind of ramble. We yell at each other. Maybe a couple of rants here and there, which I'm sure will happen spontaneously. Then we hit you with the final thoughts. We're going to try to set the mood a little bit more. We're going to start with some key takeaways, basically just where we're at in the season, something that's kind of caught our eye, popped up, kind of free-balling with this. So, Gabe, key takeaways so far, we're about a quarter into the season, uh, past quarter into the season. So, yep. a third, I guess you would say. Yeah, my big takeaway is the 16-11 and 11 San Antonio Spurs. Oh, this is very classic you. The big knock on the Spurs the last couple of years is that they won't adapt. LaMarcus Aldridge has fallen off a cliff. I don't know if you've seen him play. Mm-hmm. He looks 20 pounds heavier. Awful. No athletic ability anymore. DeMar DeRozan, though, is finally taking threes. He's actually playing within the flow of an offense. They got some really fun young guys. I don't know how the Spurs do it or where they were last year. DeJounte Murray took a big step back after tearing his ACL, but it looks like things are coming together for him. Devin Vassell, that's his name, right? Yeah. He was like their Florida State. Yeah, 12th pick yeah. or something. He looks great. Um, this kid Johnson, can't remember his first name, looks great. Derek White is a good young player. Even Podol looks good, and he shoots like 40% from the free throw line. I don't know if you've ever seen his shot, but Mm -hmm. just the ugliest thing in the league. But they're fun, and I'm used to the Spurs playing a beautiful brand of basketball, but not a fun, go-go kind of young team style, and finally they are. like Lonnie Walker, I mean, that guy's got a a ton of of burst. So, yeah, I mean, you say it's classic because I love the teams with a lot of character, the the ones that are counted out. Also, like, the thing that no one else is, like, talking about or cares about in any way, which is, like, the Spurs overachieving. But I I don't – every every time I turn a game on, like, they're becoming a league pass darling. Yeah. And it's funny seeing Popovich do new things in his, like – Well, I was going to say, right, like, that shows, like, what what good coaching is in in any sport, right? It's, like, not a coach that, like, makes you fit into his system. And, like, just pounds that, but it's, like, adapts with it, goes with the nature of his team. Popovich at, whatever, 73, 74 years old, still doing it, still rolling with it. Spurs looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know what their path out of this kind of limbo period is going to look oh, like. Probably, they have a couple of probably good guards, but... Probably isn't one, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're yeah. attached to Aldridge and DeRozan in the long yeah. term, I don't really know. Maybe they'll try to offload Aldridge. I don't know who would take his contract. I don't even know what his contract looks like. But really, just terrible. Like, yeah. totally disappeared. Um, but yeah, they're fun. They're a fun team. They're a division rival, so we know them very well, and they always play us hard. We got a win a couple weeks ago. It was the first time in like years it felt like. So they look really good, and they're really exciting. They're a couple of really exciting and surprising teams in both conferences, and they're definitely among among the most surprising, I would say. I did not expect them to be five games over 500 at this point. Yeah, totally. All right, what about you? Um, I mean, I think the key takeaway right now, third into the season, has got to be the Jazz, right? We were, we were talking about the other time the Lakers were unquestionably the best team in the league. I think you could still make the argument whether or not power rankings would say or like teams how are now, but in terms of title aspirations, we're still saying Lake Show all the way, AD injury aside, right? I don't think anyone would deviate from that. But I think the t- takeaway has to be the Jazz are the best team in the NBA right now. They've been playing the best 18 of 19. Pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, can they keep it up? Are they going to add a piece, right? All these things. Uh, but I think just like in, in service to them, we have to say... 
that give them their credit and say they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is just the nucleus coming together at the right time, yeah. how much of it is the team with continuity being built for a situation like this, mm-hmm. and I also don't quite know what their ceiling is. Um, we've never seen right. them like, at full strength yeah. in, in like critical moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like Bogdanovich missed the bubble. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Gobert looks really good. Donovan yeah. Mitchell is twenty. It is funny, games. right? That like the big knock of the one of the big knocks of the offseason two or whatever it was was Gobert's contract that like everyone was ridiculing. Yeah. Like he got the super max, whatever. Basically, the highest paid player of all time, tied or whatever. And it doesn't really make sense in the modern NBA. But so far, so far it's working. I mean, twenty-two and five. He's living up to it. Yeah. He's the anchor of, of the best one of the best team defenses in the league. But it, they remind me of the Spurs, the twenty thirteen twenty fourteen Spurs. A, because the continuity, and B, just a beautiful brand of basketball. Yeah, that's a you huge. That's a huge compliment from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's like as good. But as I mean, that's 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 like yeah, the yeah. comparison. I'm sure you've seen a couple of the videos on Facebook where they have these viral moments where it's like ten different rotations on defense, yeah. mm-hmm. or it's the ball just flying around everywhere until they find the open man at like the third second of the shot clock, and it's so Spursian and how gorgeous a brand of basketball it is. The Lakers agreed, like they are top dog right now because they have two of the top five best players in the league. But I, I might say the Jazz have the best team in the league. Not individual talent, but team. Yeah, yeah. They look great. I mean, it's hard to argue with, right? Yeah. Like, they're doing it. Yeah. So, not to diverge from the segment too diverge, much. Diverge, diverge. That's what we do. But I would ask you, a third of the way in the season, like, how, how has your impression of the top of both conferences changed? I think, yeah, the East only has four teams over 500. Right. Top four guys. Um... Do you believe in the Clippers a little bit more is, I guess, where uh, I'd want to start? No, I think I haven't really changed from our last discussion, which is basically, like, you are who you are until you prove differently, and, like, the regular season doesn't really prove differently. So I think we're at the same point. I mean, obviously, everyone knew the Clippers were going to be really good, right? We weren't, like, surprised. And they were very good in the regular season last year, too. I don't think this is new. Um, it's just, like, can they sustain in the playoffs? Are they going to step up in the playoffs? Paul George going to do what he does now in the playoffs? I'm kind of still at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've really changed. I also, like, it's kind of the same thing with the Jazz. Like, I'm not going to believe in them yet to be real title contenders until they do something in the playoffs, right? Or they do this the entire season, right? I mean, the record they have now, if they, did that, they sustain that to the end of the season, that would obviously give them a real credible chance to yeah. make in the finals. Um, what else in the West? I mean, yeah, I mean, also just, like, hit the major points. We thought the Suns would be good. They're even better than we thought, right? So, like, kudos to them. I don't think we're so – we or everyone else are, like, so far off of it, right? I mean, we thought they'd be pretty, pretty slash getting closer to very, and they're, and they're like, solidly very good at this point. Yeah. Which is, you know, overachieving a little bit, but I don't think it's coming to a shock. Just, like, more credit to, credit to Chris Paul again. Like, talk about stock keep going up. Yeah. Chris Paul, <laughs> legacy. He's a winner. Everywhere yeah. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. I think in the East, um, the thing we are talking about last time in the last few weeks – like, the Sixers were making themselves known, and B is playing, like, an MVP caliber season. They've kind of slacked off recently, um, which, like, all the hype has kind of <laughs> stopped from them. And, like, yeah. who, like, Devin Booker just torched Ben Simmons after, like, he was talking a lot of game. And Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down to hate on the Sixers. I've been I've been on that bandwagon for the last few years, ever since they were kind of bitches to the Nets. So, yeah, I, I didn't mind seeing them rise up a little bit and then come crashing down would be too strong, but just return back to reality. Um, so I haven't seen much from them. And then... I mean, obviously, I want to go on a rant about the Nets, but maybe we'll hold off for a second. I have a, I have a shout out, so we can we can get into it then. Okay. But I mean, yeah, like the Bucks are obviously underachieving, but you're not gonna. I wouldn't freak out at any point. Um, I think the Bucks are trying to figure it out. Though. Yeah, I, and I've read a lot about how they're experimenting with different offensive schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're switching more on defense. They're doing a lot of things they they were resistant to doing the last couple of years. I wonder what the conversation was like with Giannis and Bud and the rest of the coaching staff, basically saying. 
you can't play me 30 minutes game in the playoffs right. when everything right. matters. Right. So I would hope that they're trying to adapt and they're stumbling their way to like a, a better chance in the playoffs. But I'm not worried about them. Um, I am worried about, and I guess the question would be, like, when is it time to sound the alarm? Very worried about the Mavs. They look terrible. I know they've been rocked by COVID and various yeah. in- injuries, but can't guard anybody. They look really awful, even though Luka just yeah. looks I mean, like it's not, Larry Bird. It's not new, though, right? Reincarnate. Like, they can't guard anyone. And no. they're still, like, score. It's and, a, and they're still lethal offense. offense, though. Yeah, but, but the offense isn't nearly where it was last yeah. year. Last year was historically great. Right. Um, but that's definitely been a surprise. And then the 11-15 and 15 New Orleans Pelicans in the West, yeah. I thought they would comfortably be over 500 at this point. They seem to put together the right roster. Yeah. Uh, but it seems now that nothing fits together. <laughs> they, don't, they don't fit well at all. No, Zion cannot yeah. play NBA defense yet. Yeah. He's still under 50 games in his career. Mm-hmm. He'll figure it out, I have no doubts. Uh, but Steven Adams, it, that was a perplexing contract at the time. I liked it because it gave them some stability yeah. and a real defensive fulcrum. But now it, it just doesn't seem to make any sense. He's a one-trick pony. He only right. defends and rebounds. And we knew, but we knew Bledsoe time. wasn't that good. We knew, we like, Lonzo gets a little overrated, right? Yeah. I thought their collection of talent would be enough to be yeah. on par with what the Warriors and Grizzlies are doing, though. I wouldn't expect them to be this far under 500 at this point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I think also, I mean, not to... Not to rag on producer Matt's main man, but like after an all-star year, right? You expect at like 23 years old or whatever Brandon Ingram is, you expect him to take even another step up, yeah. which probably wasn't realistic looking back on. Yeah. And obviously he hasn't done that. So yeah, yeah they're definitely disappointing, but I, I can't say I'm surprised, right? I think that's kind of what you're reiterating as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do we think? Second segment. We're moving on. Matt, insert transition music right here. Going to some shout outs. Some shout outs. These shout outs, they're going to be for... Whoever we lo- in our lives in the NBA, it could be for each other. Maybe we, you had like a tough week, and I want to shout <laughs> you out, Gabe. Um, any shout-outs that come Monday. that come top at your mind? Uh, yeah, my big shout-out in true Gabe fashion. You saw me researching it before this. <laughs> is TJ McConnell? He's so fucking annoying. Playing against him must be an absolute nightmare. He does not take a possession off. He wants to annoy the fuck out of you every second he's on the floor. Yep. Um, a couple games ago, he had a, a plus minus of plus 42. In an NBA basketball game, he's 5'11". He's not at all athletic. He can't <laughs> hit a free throw. He barely get the ball to the rim on a free throw. Yeah. But still, somehow, he's such an impact player. Yeah. I love guys like that. I mean, he, he was like that for the Sixers, too, when they were playing high-level playoff Definitely. games. Yeah. He's doing the same thing for the Pacers. Um, I don't know. It's always nice when somebody doesn't have the athleticism or the build that you would expect from an NBA player. Yeah. And they still overachieve, so... Love his heart, love his gusto, really hate when my team plays against him, but yeah, that'd be my big shout out is he's been an impact player all year for the Pacers, they're kind of middling right now, but they have shown flashes of being elite, and he's been a big part of that, so Quick, quick break, um, is is TJ McConnell the least likely NBA player? Now that Del Vadova is out of the league? He probably is. He yeah. probably is, yeah. Send us a message if you think there's a more there's a player... Uh, more suited to fit that title. It's tough to think of one. Because Delvadova could dunk at least. He he was taller, I think. Yeah, but just being from yeah, Australia yeah. and that, just like Joe Ingles, but he's six six. No, yeah, he's six and an elite shooter. And an elite shooter. I don't yeah. think he really fits and that. And an elite pass. TJ McConnell was a very good college player, and people still didn't think he had any chance of making the yeah. NBA. It wasn't you know? So he's got to be my number one right now. If anyone's got anything, let us know. It's just funny, and I guess it brings up a greater theme this season: is nobody plays defense. Right, like oh, yeah. games are like one forty three to one thirty. I mean, the Nets. 
if you want to talk about them, they don't play any, any defense. defense. <laughs> and they still win comfortably against the league yeah. teams when they yeah, need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's nice every once in a while to see somebody who actually hangs his hat on defense and tries. Right, right. And it reminds you like what a playoff atmosphere type mm-hmm. of game looks yeah. like. Even when you don't hear or feel the energy of fans, like you feel the energy manifest in somebody who's trying hard on defense, which I appreciate. Yeah. Matt, if you can write this down, um, we now have our second player on the... I'm going to label this... The, uh, the Gabe's list of players no one else in the world cares about besides himself. We now have a point guard to add on to the Dylan Brooks shooting guard list. Yep, okay. So maybe Gabe Gabe rants about players no one no other podcast has probably wasted a minute talking about the entire season. I like it. Yeah. I'm in. We filled out two of the five. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how the other positions go. Center might be a tough position to fill for this one, but uh, we'll see. Bismack Biombo. He's, <laughs> He's stuck around Bismack Biombo. <laughs> I would I would bet that eighty percent people listening to this don't know what team Bismack Biombo is. Maybe more. Definitely not. Maybe more. Definitely not. What do you think, Matt? What team? Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah, close one. Um, league pass, darling. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> they are fun to they watch. They actually are. They are really Their announcers though worse than the league. So if really? you guys are hearing this somehow, so annoying. Cut it out with the theatrics. Just call again. Yeah. I bet we could get the, the Charlotte Hornets announcers on here. How popular do you think they are? I'm sure one of them. Them if they feel any. Yeah, but also any. one of the smallest markets already, right? Yeah. So they gotta have one of the smallest. TV, TV, whatever basis. They got to be the worst announcers, and no one's having them on shows. Let's get that. That's our new goal. Matt, hook it up. Hook it up. Um, yeah, I think also not just to do your shout out, but just shout out to the Pacers. We should have mentioned them. I think they're in fourth right now, right? Yeah. So not whatever you were saying. Like shout out to them. They haven't had. Um, they didn't have all the depot in the trade him. They haven't had Levert, and they're still they're still sticking around. And they got some players. Brogdon looks really good. Sabonis still looks really good. I'll go to my shout-outs. Um, first shout-out, I think this is from all of all three of us, really. Shout-out to our friend Lizzie. Great new graphic. Lizzie, I'm sure you're listening to this. So wow. shout-out to you. we got a little graphic now. Hope that people like it. Um, if you don't like it and you want Gabe and I to have a stupid picture of our faces back with a stupid text, um, we're not going to do that. So thank you for your input. Uh, my first shout-out, before I get into my little Nets rant, which will be a shout-out, I want to shout-out a person that we both don't like a lot, but I think deserves a little credit this week. Our guy, our anti-guy, Paul Pierce. We've who we've noted up being a very annoying hater, former NBA player hating on the new current stars, always hated on LeBron. But I don't know if you saw this. Yesterday he said, or two days ago he said, undefe- time is no longer undefeated because of LeBron, which was a crazy, like not in character move from Paul Pierce to say something positive about LeBron. So maybe he's showing showing some humility, or maybe LeBron's play is just speaking for himself and it's making even um, stubborn Paul Pierce reconsider his words and change course. I still hate him. Yeah, I do too. I don't care. But I want to give him a little... I he, think what we're, He can when, never undo the damage because he's done. We, Because we personally have given him crap for this exact topic yeah. that we're discussing. No, it's fair. That he, that he is saying something positive about him. I think you have to reward good behavior, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with what LeBron's doing in year right. 18, 17? Yeah, 18. When yeah. You, right, I mean, what's... You were a psychology major, Pavlovian, whatever. You have to reward positive behavior to elicit future reward. So Paul Pierce, we're throwing you a bone. Yeah. Good job, good job, kiddo. Just a side pet on note: the, pet on the head. Watching the Lakers is painful. It really is. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's yeah. also just disgusting how biased referees are toward the Lakers. No matter who they play, you see the two flop warnings: one flops. for Kuzma, yeah. Yeah. one for LeBron. Obviously, yeah. both got called. Yeah. LeBron got every call he wanted against Grizzlies, which makes sense. The Grizzlies are a nothing team playing the defending yeah. champions. Same time, though, you can't be so egregious in just making up contact. And calling that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, touchy calls, fine. Give it to them and don't give it to John Morant. That'll come with time. But it was infuriating to watch on Friday Oh, I'm night. sure you were. Just terrible. It's not just the good, Grizzlies, too. Good first four minutes, though. Oh, great. <laughs> great. 20, 22 to 10. That wasn't the best four minutes of your, of your yeah, season. Yeah, we said stop the vote. Yeah, stop the vote. <laughs> stop the count. 
Um, and last shout out, I want to shout out, um, again, this is me eating my words, giving credit to people that are doing things differently than we expected. I am going to give a little shout out to James Harden, right? I mean, he has played very unselfishly. We, yeah. we can talk about the Nets in a second, but he has played very unselfishly. He has been pass first 100%. He's been looking for the open guy. He hasn't been ball hogging. Um, and I'm very happy to see that. And so far, so so far, as much as I, what I possibly could have imagined, what I would want him to do, he really has been doing it so far. So shout out to him. We said it a month ago. I, I know Matt already clipped it. I hope I eat my words about what I said about the Harden trade. And I'm feeling good about it. I haven't heard a peep. Five weeks into it. I've, I've watched some of the games, and it's beautiful basketball. It really is. Yeah, and I did like that. I mean, I'm sure every show in the world has talked about this, or just beating a dead horse, but that Kyrie had a conversation with Harden, and they said, yeah. Harden, you're the point guard, Kyrie on the string guard, whatever, blah, blah. I do like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to be on the same page in some way is nice. And even, hopefully, crazy Kyrie isn't going to be able to create a scandal. Crazy right? Kyrie. I'm sure he'll figure out a way. Oh, he'll figure out a way, but... All right, I, I actually, concept. I do want to give another shout-out yeah, to Trey Young for not disappointing me in still being... Uh, stat sheet stuffer mm-hmm. and being the top dog on a losing team, eleven and fifteen. Grizzlies eleven eleven. My Sacramento Kings twelve and fourteen, led by Marvin Bagley. <laughs> really led by Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I mean he's unbelievable. unbelievable. Have you watched a couple of these? Yeah, games? he's great. Talk about league pass, darling. Do we told, but you give myself credit. I, I know, did though. say it. Yeah, I, okay. I had no idea because I wasn't a college fan. Yeah, yeah. But br- he's a brilliant basketball player. Yeah. He does not at all play like a rookie. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Knicks front office for continuing to make bad decisions. And then um, they had everyone, Halliburton everyone who in his lap. Up, and even Mike Hestor for screaming at them and they take Opie Toppin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an impact player now and he has just like sky's yeah. the limit kind of potential. Oh, I did promise. I, I was going to give a shout out to the Knicks for being solid, for looking like they're going to get into the playoffs, whether it's right? in the playoff game tournament, they're whatever it is. I was telling my friend this today. Yeah, like they're a team with actual NBA players and a good coach, which is good enough to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So we've given them a lot of fl- – we is a, is a stupid thing to say. I have given them, obviously, a lot of flack, completely yeah. biased. That um, over looks pretty good. But I'm get, Yeah, that over does look good. You nailed the, You, you uh, crushed that over. Yeah. That over that we didn't make a bet on. Um, <laughs> so credit to them. Like, they look pretty good. Um, even though, like, RJ Barrett is, like, nothing. And whatever. Yeah, we top and, like, hasn't even played. But whatever. They look good. Yeah. Um, Derek Rose, good trade. Yeah. Smart move. They play defense. So, good for them. All right, let me introduce a segment. Please. Between these segments, panic button. Who's hitting the panic button? Um, so I think the Raptors have avoided hitting that panic button. They've climbed back into respectability. Yeah. You you are... I know you want me to say the Heat, right? That's what you're leading into. It's just tough, though, when Jimmy was out for so long, if we should smash the panic button. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's not going to be difficult for them to climb into fifth or sixth in the East in, like, two days, right? They just need, like, a good two weeks, and they could be, like, the fourth seed again. So I don't know if it's time to smash the panic button, uh, if I am them. But you can if, if you want. I honestly, um, we already said it, but I think the Pelicans, like, smash that panic button. It doesn't look like anything that can change, kind of, right? Like, it doesn't really seem like players really underperforming. It's just that, like, like you were saying, the fit not working and the personnel they have. Um, and, like, I don't see where they go. For this season, at least, right? Like, I don't see how they fix that. So I would be... Fully smashing the panic button with them. Any hopes of the playoffs, I think, are dwindling pretty quickly. I mean, if anything, Zion's overperforming. Right, and they're still yeah, not anywhere. They need to get rid of J.J. Redick. They need to... I don't know, but Blood, they probably Bledsoe will. can't be the point guard of the future. Yeah. So I don't really understand that holdover. Did you want to hit the panic button on the Heat? I want to hit the panic button on the Celtics. Okay. And that's the Vogue thing to do now among NBA commentators like ourselves. Right, right. Uh, they're at 500. Marcus Smart's been out for a couple of weeks. I think he's missed nine of the last ten games. Um, Jalen Brown looks like a top five guy in the NBA. 
he really looks unbelievable, and I never expected him to have the fluidity that he's shown. Yeah. He is still kind of a herky-jerky player. He doesn't have the smoothness like Jason Tatum. But I just I don't know what their plan is. You know, like talk about a team that doesn't really have a ceiling. Right. They have a really high floor, but I can't see them getting exponentially better than they are now. Maybe if Kemba returns to his old self, doesn't yeah, seem like I there's think, any indication that'll happen. Right, but that's but that is a possibility, right? Yeah, yeah. It just seems more far off than it has in the right. past, and that was the hope that they were holding yeah. on to before he came back. Right. They also added no one in the offseason. Doesn't right? make any sense though, and, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's the question that keeps coming back up: is why would they not pull the trigger on the Miles yeah. Turner sign-in trade? Right. And they also stood to get, I think, somebody else from that. I can't remember who. From the Pacers? Yeah, like a decent wing player. I just can't remember who it was. But like, why would you not want Miles Turner? Like Lamb or something? It might have been Lamb. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. It's beyond me. I agree with the Celtics. Maybe Pat. Yeah, that's fair. But this is kind of like I feel... I don't think they had too, too high of a ceiling, right? Uh, like We didn't think Tatum was going to be like a super... A flat-out superstar top-ten player this year, right? I, don't think I thought it would be. You did think it would be? Yeah, remember at, at the end of the last season, he was really trending that okay. way before the bubble. In the bubble, he played fine. Yeah. But with Jalen Brown emerging as a top-15 guy and then yeah. hoping that Tatum would take the leap to 10, they just they have no they have no front court. It's Robert Williams and it's Tristan Thompson or yeah. it's Daniel Tice. A lot of teams don't have front courts. Yeah, but you're, you're looking at the Bucks and you're looking at yeah. the Sixers in the playoffs, or you're looking at the Nets, where you have to yeah. guard Kevin Durant. Who's going to do it on that team? Right. Well, well, I guess yeah. for them, it would be Tatum. Yeah, I mean, the Nets aren't going to be able to guard anyone either, so. Yeah, but they have... The Nets literally game. are not able to guard anyone. Yeah, but nobody can guard them. No one can guard them. I know, but can you win a playoff series, 140 to 130? Maybe. I In today's NBA, I don't know. Yeah, I think but, like, probably but also can. like playoff games haven't been like that, right? It'll slow down, too. I'm sure yeah. they can figure it out. They have decent personnel. Durant is an elite defender when he's on. Harden yeah. can can't switch, and he can guard when he drives. Right. It's just can Durant guard the five for a seven game no. series? No, they're gonna have to make a move. They're gonna have to make. What a move. about Drummond? Yeah, well, the whole thing about Drummond, they don't have they don't have pieces to trade for him. Definitely not. Right, they don't. They can't fill that that no. cap. No, and like if he has a buyout, maybe, which is possible, but like who knows? No one really knows where where like he's at with. Like it seems like, okay, we'll just quickly just recap other stuff, right? Like. With the Blake Griffin stuff, who also is on the move, both Blake and Drummond are both sitting, teams are sitting them out while they're discussing mm-hmm. trade buyout stuff. It seems like Blake is wants the buy, wants the buyout, like he's willing to go to a contender. Doesn't Drummond has a huge contract, right? right. Like he hasn't made any indication yet, at least publicly, at least, or at least to us, our sources haven't told yeah. us that like he has indicated he wants that. I buyout. can't blame him with no, that contract, right? Exactly, which is like doesn't really make him a contender much for the Nets in where we're at like presently, right? And it doesn't seem like <laughs> Noah Vonla is is the answer for us. So. Great DJ. Yeah, for what though? I don't know. We would need a backup center. Like he'd be a nice backup center. And to play any, fifteen minutes a game. Anybody would be an upgrade. Yeah, for Jared, we need Jared Allen. Yeah, that's the whole frustrating thing. Still, is like we traded away the missing piece that we needed. Right. Which is funny. If if it, it would be funny though if we did get Drummond and we got Drummond because we gave the Cavs Jared Allen. That would give a little bit. I don't of even. I don't sauce. even know if Drummond's the answer. I mean, he's better. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing rebounder, which yeah. is also something we need a little bit of help with. So. Yeah. But he's a classic good stats on a bad team kind of guy. Right, but we don't need him to be the right. second best player on the team. True. We need That's him to fair. be. You have three of the top ten players in the league. Right, we just need him to be a start. We need him to be a starter. He doesn't need to be better than Joe Harris, right? He just needs to be better than like DeAndre Jordan, which I don't think is very difficult at this Could stage. Could you pull off John Collins somehow? You guys just don't have any draft picks left. No, yeah, we don't. Every our whole our firstborn child, I think the Hawks own. I mean, even so. if you went and got Bismack Biombo or Mo Bamba, I'd rather Mo Bamba. We probably talk to Magic, right? They got a they got a surplus of big men. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they're not going anywhere. I think Vooch is probably on the move. I can't imagine they see anything else for him. 
What's the point if you're the Magic? Are they the most depressing franchise in the league? Because um, the Pistons, at least, they have some good young they have, talent. They have, yeah. Sadiq Bey. I mean, he was player yeah, of the week last week. The Magic. The Pistons are definitely It's up funny because like, the Magic started off like, okay this year. And you were like, yeah, they got a little something. Yeah, well, then Fultz. And Fultz got hurt, right, I know. Yeah. Which sounds like too extreme to say it's all on him. But it's a lot. There's a reason they gave yeah. him a good contract. I mean, the Wolves are also just so exactly. sad. Yeah, Sorry, Matt. Yeah. 7-20. and 20. I think the Wolves, in terms of a team's state of mind, the Wolves are the saddest team Yeah. in the NBA. But, um, yeah, no, probably the Magic are. It would be the toughest to be a fan of right now. That seems that seems fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I also, a little rant? I, I can't bl- I don't understand how the NBA can't change their national schedule. Why are the Rockets on, like, every... Have you noticed the Rockets are on, like, every night? Yeah. John Wall's not that much fun to watch. It was like that last year with the Warriors. Yeah, right, when, they, got, so when they had the injuries, injuries. right. And it's very also, annoying. It doesn't make any sense, though. They made the national schedule when they knew that there was friction in Houston. They made it very close yeah, to the season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least this year, they haven't released the second portion of the schedule yet. So hopefully the second second half of the schedule like will be better. Yeah, I just can't no watch Rockets. the Rockets every night. It's, no. like, ridiculous. And honestly, like, I still, Zion's a very exciting player, but it's not enough of a draw at this point for no. me to watch, like, they're the really, Pelicans Rockets They're really game. not fun to watch. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not no, fun to watch them lose by 15. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. I don't they, they dropped 130 the other day, and they lost by 13 to the Rockets, I think. Right. I think it was 143 yeah, to 143. Yeah. Right. I mean, speaking of league pass teams, I like to see the Hornets on TV, right? Like, yeah. You'd much rather watch them than watch the Rockets run up and down. Grizzlies. Again. Or the Grizzlies, yeah. yeah. People want to watch. I they're, mean, about, they're about to be done national their, games. their national TV uh, games already? tomorrow. Oh, but until the second, until the second half. Yeah, right? I, don't, Which is, I, don't, uh, I don't even know if they'll put them on. It's in like three weeks. We'll see if Jaron comes back, if Justice comes back. Yeah. They're really taking their time, which I appreciate. It's yeah. a long-term play, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're supposed to be back in January. No timetable. Unbelievable. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give me a look. Nothing, nothing. For you listeners at home. No, I was going to say, no, Winslow is too is too much of a name. I don't name. care about him. I just want yeah, JJ yeah, yeah. back. I was going to say, Winslow is too much of a name to be on the, the list of Gabe. No, no name. No one cares about uh, players. But he come off the bench. I don't even care bigger. about him. Right. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment. Um, I think this is a cool new segment. Let's see if, how the fans will like this one. Hit that timestamp right now, whatever, whatever minute we're at. We're going to dumb down the NBA, trying to do it in five minutes, right? This is like, you're in your virtual office, right? You're someone, maybe you're like producer Matt, you like the NBA, you like watching the Instagram highlights sometimes, you don't really care what's going on, you don't care what team um, Biombo is in. You don't have the totally time fine. to listen to 20 hours of podcasts. Right, right. Or like buy League Pass, any of those things. Right. But you want to just like know what's happening, who's on the rise, who's on the fall. We're going to try to hit it really fast. Again, uh, brevity is not our forte. But this no. will be a good exercise, I think, for us. All right, we'll see if we can keep it under five minutes. Go. Yeah, I, I guess I would just start with the contenders. So, who are the really good teams in the league? The the teams that do good basketball and have the chance good to basketball. win the title. They shoot the ball well. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers are still the favorites to win the NBA championship. LeBron James Check. is having an amazing season. Not statistically better than previous seasons, but the media narrative is that he'll probably be the MVP this year. It's hard to fight that narrative when it I don't know it takes on a life of its own. Right. Um, and then in the East, I think people are starting to think that Brooklyn is probably the top contender. Um, Milwaukee is still there. Philadelphia is still there as yep. main challengers. But the Brooklyn Nets experiment is working very so well. Yep. Uh, the offense is historically great. Like we've been alluding to, they can't guard a parked car. I'm sure your office mates would get a good kick out of that one. That's a good line, yeah. Courtesy yeah, yeah, of Bradley Beal. Um, yeah, so I would say that those are the top-level contenders, but... 
I'll pass the mic over to yeah, you. Yeah, top level contenders points. are good. I think just like the same stuff we said before, the Jazz are really great. They're playing great. They're like the hot team. If you want to sound cool, like, oh, I know that the Jazz are a top team in the league right now. Um, Clippers are really good. The Suns are really, really good too. And then I think uh, if you want to sound a little bit smart, maybe you talk about the Bucks not figuring it out, alluding to what we talked about. Pieces aren't fitting together. And can the Sixers um, sustain their, I would say, first quarter success already onto the third where they've been struggling? Can Embiid kind of keep this MVP form? If you want to sound really smart, Ooh. you would talk about how Steph Curry is statistically having a similar season this season to what he did right. in 2015-2016 when he right. won unanimous MVP. So the Warriors... Low potential, very exciting though, and it's been a, a big bump to the NBA overall. Very fun to watch them. And LaMelo Ball is yeah. the bell of the ball with rookies. The bell of the ball. Yeah, talk of the town with the rookie class. He looks awesome. He's, he's really he's good. He's 6'7", he's dynamic, he's in yeah. the right places at the right times. Um, he's got a vision that guys who've been in the league for 10 years don't have. Yeah. So he's legit, and people will question his work ethic, his motor, things of that nature, but he just seems so joyous every time he steps on the court, and he really is so much fun to watch. So LaMelo Ball, a lot of non-basketball fans know the name. He's legit. He's here to stay for a long time. Clip. Cool. That was under five minutes. That was pretty good. Yeah. We'll work on that. It feels wrong to not include so many other critical pieces of information. Yeah, but, but like, you know, if nobody, you're a novice... Nobody you, cares. Right, and if you're a novice, you can only retain like yeah. so much when so many things are new to you. Yeah, so we gave the, the high level, and then we gave some... Things that you can wow your friends with. Yeah. So, Matt, we're expecting you to wow us. I will. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. So, things we're um, looking at you. Who are we looking for? What teams we're looking for? Um, I think we already touched on potential trade candidates, but we're definitely, obviously, looking for that. Yeah. I don't know, like, if Blake is really a super high-impact player at this point. Uh, We are straight-up questioning if Drummond can really add a super tremendous amount of value, um, besides maybe to the Nets, if that is possible. Uh, but I'm definitely curious to see where Blake goes. If he, especially if he gets a buyout, he can go to like a contending team, right? Like, would he go to the Clippers, for instance, right? Or the Jazz, right? That could make a big difference. Who knows? Um, and then also, not even to look out anymore, maybe just to squash. Like, all the Bradley Beal stuff seems like there's no momentum in Washington. Sounds like he's staying. Which is funny because Gabe and I have literally been discussing this, like, even five years ago, probably when we were in the radio show days, even before we were discussing, like, why is Bradley Beal sticking with the Wizards? When he was a free agent, right? We were like, Boston makes a lot of sense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just funny like the same discussions are going on five years later, yeah. four years later, where it's like he is pretty, he's like a really loyal guy, he seems, and he wants to make his own team. And like, we didn't understand it then. Maybe we don't understand it now. But it's the same narrative, and I, I do trust that he doesn't want out. Based, like, he's been extremely consistent his entire career. I just wonder how long it can last for, though. And I, I'm wondering if he's waiting until this offseason when he has one year left on his deal and he has a lot yeah. more leverage and where he's traded to. Because we've seen with these big deals, you're not going to ship somebody somewhere where there is no likelihood to re-sign, especially right. if you're shelling out six draft picks and three yeah. three swaps. Yeah. So, but I mean, we've like we've guessed that before, and we've been wrong. So you're yeah. right. Maybe he just is a loyal guy yeah. and really does like being there. And like you always talk about how like the tides change and things swing back on yeah, the yeah. pendulum. Giannis. Right. Exactly. And like I think even though they haven't had unbelievable success. I think what Dame and McCollum do in Portland is a blueprint for some people, right? Because like, they, they get so much respect. Willard has like a tremendous amount of respect. Yeah, He's not an undervalued player in any way, right? And then obviously, like I think people still look like what, what Dirk did in Dallas, right? He just won one championship, but that one yeah. championship put him in an all-time status. And I think NBA players think like, I don't think Bradley Beal is thinking like, oh, the Wizards can be a perennial title contender if I stay. But I do think guys think like, I could win one championship, right? And if you win one championship in one state and you stay there your whole life, like, you're a god. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I think it's is it's totally legitimate. It's I can, and I can exactly. I think we can respect him for that. Yeah. Also, just the way I've heard him like speak on, he was on JJ Reddick's podcast over the summer. Like the way he talks about it, it does seem very believable because he was going on and on about how like he is surprised how much hate he gets. Like he was saying how like Durant got all this hate, even LeBron switching teams, all that stuff, and he's like doing the opposite, and he doesn't understand why like he gets a similar, not a similar level, but whatever the the flip side of that vitriol. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm doing the opposite of what everyone's criticizing. Like, why don't people give me credit for that? Um, yeah. People find a problem with everything. I know that's not the point, but. Right. It's well, true. yeah, I think the, they're like such a shitty franchise, though, too. Right. It's not like they're like a middling franchise. It's like they're. It's just funny. Kind of he, he's doing the right thing, quote unquote, quote unquote and he's yeah. being knocked for not taking initiative or not wanting out. And right. Not it makes it seem like not, not ambitious or right. care about winning. Exactly. Yeah, which is kind of silly. So I, I'm looking at you, two teams. I'm looking at you, Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Not just to shit on you, but what what are you going to do? What are you doing? You went out in free agency. You picked Signed up everyone. a bunch of talent. Yeah, yeah. And you still can't put it together. I think yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce's time is really ticking away. I'd be surprised at this pace if he makes it through the year. Um, and that was kind of the understood sentiment in Atlanta was that this is his last chance to put something together. But 11 and 15 in a conference where there are only four teams above 500 – Got to do better than that with that kind of talent. Um, Trey Young doesn't play defense, and it is a huge problem. And he's not doing enough off right. the ball, which people expect him. Except to that Marvin Bagley is the um, was the worst statistical defender, right? And he also is barely season. playing. So I'm not looking at you, Sacramento Kings. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Um, I am looking at you, Oklahoma City Thunder. And okay, what, why? You're what, the only one looking at them. What are you going to do with SGA? I mean, he he is good enough that he's making them competitive. Lou Dort yeah. also is making them competitive. What do you mean though? What are they What are they going to do with him? Well, their whole point, they want to get good draft picks, right? Yeah, but they're not good. Like, they're still going to get a top. What are they, second last in the West? So that's the thing. Is there's a lot, there's a lot of teams together, So we'll together, see. Right, yeah, right. we'll see how it actually plays out. They're second right. to last, but they're also, like, two games away from being in the playoff hunt. <laughs> yeah. So they look competitive. They're frisky. They're fun. But they also have everyone else's picks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Everything. But they also have good teams picks yeah, yeah, for true. the most part. Right. So I don't know. I'm curious. I don't think they're going to trade SGA. I think SGA is going to be a multiple-time All-Star. Yeah. He's making a fringe case this season. Mm-hmm. But then you have to think, that sucks for SGA. Like, what do you do there? Yeah, but he's 22 years old, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I guess. I just can't imagine. This is the reality. Like, living in Oklahoma patient. City, like being stuck there. But it will be his team. I'm sure they're going to hit the lottery a couple a of, of times. A lot of shade thrown out for Memphis. Yeah. Sam Presti, I mean, he's a genius, so I'm sure he'll figure it out. And yeah. figuring it out is probably just staying put. But they're fun. Lou Dort is actually pretty good. He's fun to watch. You see him guard LeBron? No. I watched him the other night. They they pushed the Lakers to overtime two straight games. Really? Yeah. He I played great defense yeah. on LeBron. LeBron had a sick play to win that other game. Whatever, I'm over LeBron. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at two teams. We talked about one of them already. Mavs. What's going on with them? If they can push a little bit more. Honestly... I want the Mavs to kind of stay in the position they're in because there's no team I'd rather see in the playoff in the play-in game than the Mavs. You probably wouldn't because there's a good chance your team is in that play-in tournament. But I just think, like, what player would be more fun to watch in what could be just, like, you know, a one- or two-game series, basically, than Doncic? And I don't think it's a team... I don't think anyone would... Any of the good teams would want to play them, right? Even if they would, even if they would feel good about beating them, you don't want to go up against Luka in a seven-game series. Yeah. Can I just point something out that's annoyed me with Luka? Sure. Not to be a hater at the end of the podcast. He's got a huge bitching problem. Yeah. I don't know if you notice it during games. He complains about everything. I know. But, like, I feel like all the stars do. And that's kind of... Isn't that kind of, like, a right... Uh, like, a stepping stone? Like, a birthright? Almost? Even Giannis is, like... 
like amped up his bitching, right? Yeah, it's the way that Luca does it, though. He yeah. acts like a little kid when he does it. Yeah, he also Giannis just looks kind of young. Sound, uh, he acts like an angry man. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. LeBron yeah. too is yeah. an angry man. Right. But yeah, Luca, he's like a little kid. Yeah. And he acts like a little. But he's kid. so freaking good. Puts so. his hands in his hair. Yeah. But when you're doing it on a team that's 13 and 15, yeah, it's and not as good. It's not good, as cool. Yeah, know, it's not endearing at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fair. Uh, other team looking at you kind of touched on it. I want to see if the Warriors can do what they're doing and improve upon a little bit because I think you could just change the narrative. The narrative about Steph could grow even a little more. That, that's like the, the underground secret buzz, right, that you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. Is like the real NBA fans are talking about like Steph's Curry season and how it matches up historically, his historic seasons. I think if they continue and maybe the Lakers take a little bit of a dive, let's just say theoretically, you could start to make an argument, at least something to watch down the stretch. Yeah. Except for the same time, now that AD's off, LeBron's going to be even more focused and he'll probably continue putting up these numbers and his story will go up even more. I mean, Steph has returned to being the most electric player in the NBA. I mean, I'm sure you'll never forget when we were at Binghamton, we watched that game against yeah, OKC. I probably won't forget it for as long as I live. And yeah. this season feels similar in that you get an alert or you're on Twitter and you see yeah. that he's up to 40 at the end of the third quarter and you want to do nothing but watch him bomb away from like 35 feet it's fun it's good for the league i i mean i wish clay were back it's really sad but yeah least, it sucks at least it's a, a little more comforting right. and well. not really that good anymore wiseman also has fallen off a cliff yeah he started out strong but now he looks like a rookie oh, on our on the full court press rookie power rankings he is not even in the top three anymore no they should have taken Lamelo at this point yeah. who we got a third right now just edwards by default yeah he looks pretty good i mean he shows yeah. he shows flashes i don't think there's really any player that really no. Shows much. Solid one. So yeah. it's Hal Burton, then Lamelo. No, it's got to be Lamelo. I don't know. I mean, Lamelo is more, a triple, more, more he had a triple double already. Yeah, and I guess the records are similar. But when I think of Hal Burton, I think this is a guy who impacts the game in every single way. He has no lapses on defense. Yeah. He keeps the ball moving. He doesn't hesitate. So Melo is prone to being a 19 year old every once in a while. But Hal Burton is sure. 20, 21. I think he was a sophomore. So yeah, he's right. 20. So, and yeah. he acts like he's been in the yeah, league yeah. for five years. Right. Right on that team, also like he's one of the most reliable players. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Hornets are a great team either. No, they got a little more pieces though. Yeah, they're fine. Sure. They got a bright future. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and Bridges finally like putting Looks it together. Really good. Yeah. All right. You got any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I mean, I gotta talk about my guys, the Grizzlies. Talk about your guys. They're five hundred. Grizz Nation. Grizz Nation. Where are you at? Last night, I turned the TV off to go to sleep. I wasn't even gonna watch it because they're mm-hmm. so frustrating to watch. And it's just the product of being a young team. They're just horribly inconsistent. They won seven in a row, and then they lost four straight. But I, I'm a little bit concerned. I think a lot of people in Memphis are about Ja. He's just not looking great. He yeah. doesn't. He's not playing with the same like fire or passion that he was last year, and that was the thing that always set him apart. I thought he was an automatic all-star this year. No, he's missed too much time. But he's, I mean, if he didn't miss time, he would be an all-star just because people love watching him. He's still at 18 and 8. Like, there's no reason yeah. to actually be concerned. But he's shooting just an atrocious true shooting percentage, horrible from three. And I was hoping that he would add more to his game. I think people are trying to fi- are starting to figure out how to guard him. And he's having a tough time, and he gets demonstrably frustrated throughout the game. And it's not a great look, um, especially on a young team. So we'll see like how he develops his game over time. He's only 20, 21. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the big thing in Memphis right now is what's up with Ja. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts for me. I don't really want to hamper too much on the Nets. I already talked about them. Um, I I think we talked a lot last time about like how we felt about the NBA in terms of COVID and like level competition and blah blah. What's going on? Personally, again, kind of right now, I'm super enjoying watching the games. Um, especially if my team is good. I've been enjoying watching them. 
I'm pretty excited about seeing what's going on. But at the same time, sorry to do it. I do have one eye on college basketball at the moment. It is getting to that time of the year. We're entering late February. March Madness right coming up. We were stripped of the opportunity last time. I'm not getting into anything. Maybe on a future podcast we could maybe get some college basketball insight. Because people, like, you know, they're betting. They're making their brackets. Just like we gave the dummy down version of seeming smart about the NBA, you want to seem a little bit smart about in your in your work pool bracket, right? You don't want to look like the idiot that picks Duke and like they're not even in the tournament this year. So, I got them for the NIT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll do NIT practice here. So maybe we'll do that in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, football season's officially over. So all in on basketball now. Yeah. Full full throttle. I don't know how I feel about that in the COVID season, but I guess I have no choice. I was getting into football. Yeah. Well, good news for you. Um, the second tier like college football is playing in the spring season so awesome if you want to watch that great <laughs> even i'm not even i'm not going to be watching no. that um but yeah i'm excited to see what's going on i mean there's so many teams we didn't talk about and i think they're all not worthy to talk about so i think good on us for not even mentioning them yeah, i would be succinct. fine if we never mentioned the bulls on a podcast the entire oh my what a boring team year. yeah also i had to watch the pistons play against the nets and they beat the nets I don't care. Even though they have a couple exciting players, like, not a team worth watching, really. They've won. They've won exciting player. Yeah, but he's not worth watching. Yeah. By himself, right? Jeremy Grant or Sadiq Bay? I'm talking about Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, look out to the. Let's look out to the trade market. I'm curious to see if any impact moves are made. I think all the top teams are missing a piece for sure. Even the Lakers, probably. So, we'll see what they do. Um,. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, he's available. And lock in that like, – Gabe made him available. <laughs> and lock in that LeBron MVP bet right now. What we've learned, it's all about narrative. It doesn't matter about stats, even if he's having a, he's having an amazing season. But the narrative's already been set. The media is very stubborn, except for Paul Pierce, obviously, we learned. They're very stubborn. They're already saying LeBron's the MVP. That means he's going to win MVP, unless something miraculously falls off the cliff. So hammer that bet in. Thank us later. You can PayPal us or Venmo us a couple, couple cents. couple grand. Couple grand, um, yeah. Hit us up. You want a shout out? Shout outs are not going to be a huge part of the show, so let us know if you have something you want to say. Maybe we'll maybe we'll call someone up. Could be part of the shout outs. We're very open, open yeah. minded here. Thanks for tuning in. It's been Full Core Press. Thanks, producer Matt, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.